0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Robertson, Scott McTominay and Ryan Fraser are the latest Scotland players to pull out of Stevie Clark's squad. Ryan Jack says club rivalries are put to one side on international duty. And could John Kennedy be the next Hibs manager? I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. And the studio is overflowing with love tonight, Gordon. We love a title fight in the Premiership that's in a knife edge. We love Scotland's chances of making it to a major final. The place is overflowing with love for Hugh and his 70th birthday. And if you don't feel the love tonight, we're sending Raheem Sterling round. <laughs> he came in late, and that was fantastic, Roger. Well done. Scott is off to a good start. No, looking forward to the international break now, Gordon. No, I think not. a lot. No, you're not. No, I've got to be honest. I'm <laughs> not, but I had to say something, didn't I? Uh, well, I think the players that are not playing in the international games will be looking forward to the international break. Gives them a bit of a rest. Um, you know, two games, a lot of call off. But what it does, it gives someone, you know, maybe a Ryan Jack, for instance, uh, an opportunity to mm-hmm. come in and show what he can do. Be very interesting the two lineups uh, this week. Um, and um, I wonder if there's any more call-offs to come The harsh reality of it is Is that some people are, are seeing these international breaks As an inconvenience at the moment, Roger Partly because of, of the way things are with the, the national side But also because of the way it's been heating up On the domestic front as well And it, it almost seems like a shame to step away from it for a couple of weeks Yeah, I always think that This has only been the last few years we've had these International weeks of football As UEFA call them There's one in September One in October One in November And, and every time the, the league season Seems to be building up to something there's, there's an international break And because The Scotland national team Hasn't been doing as well As we would like Gordon These international breaks Always seem to be A little bit of an anti-climax But We're all about positivity In here tonight We're all about positive About Scotland's chances Of finishing the group On a high Taking third place in the group Back-to-back wins Against Cyprus and Kazakhstan And hopefully Getting a bit of a feel-good factor into Steve Clark's plans before the real mm. business in March. An international break that we can all look forward to. On the domestic front, Gordon, a lot of people predicted that this season would be close come the end of the season. And it, it might be, it might not be. We'll find out in May. But d- did you expect it to be as close as this by the time we got to the final international break of, of the year? No, not at all. Um... I thought that obviously points would be dropped Yes, we all know that uh, But at home I don't I'm going to predict that both teams Apart from each other Will go through the season at home Without losing a game, Gordon So it'll be all, for me The title will be all a case of Who can be the strongest on the road We've already seen that Both teams can drop points away from home um, So it's going to be really interesting It's fantastic, it really is And also, I think what adds to the flavour of it is you look at Hearts and Hibs without managers now, down near the bottom of the league, fighting relegation at this moment. So there's a lot of exciting times. Motherwell up there doing fantastically well. Aberdeen back up into third. I think Roger's right. Yeah, international break is good for some players to give them a bit of rest because it is a long, long season. But for us guys, the domestic football, it's what it's all about for me. How do you make, or what do you make, should I say, Roger, of, of the picture at the moment, the way things lie as we head into this break? Well, it could hardly be tighter, couldn't it? Um, you were almost just waiting for Rangers to get a third goal at Livingston late on in the game, just to take us into the international break. Absolutely dead level in terms of goal difference as well. 
um, You can't separate them at all um, If you look at the games between now And the next split Which is going to be the winter break If you like Gordon Looks on paper Rangers maybe Have the trickier Run of fixtures Finishing of course At Celtic Park In the last game before the break For me If Rangers can stay With Celtic Up until the winter break Listen, we really do have a title fight on 01419511025 That's the number you need tonight It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter So let's get stuck in on some of today's breaking news Which unfortunately is centred around the list of players Who won't be playing for Scotland in the forthcoming internationals Andy Robertson, Scott McTominay, Ryan Fraser Three important players, three very good players Three players playing their trade in the English Premier League I've all pulled out They join the likes of Liam Cooper uh, Graham Shinney and Lewis Morgan Have been called in as replacements As has Ryan Porteous Which has just been confirmed In the last couple of minutes The Hibs defender Has been called up We're obviously very short in that area as well With Liam Cooper pulling out And various others unavailable So Ryan Porteous Has been added to the Scotland squad as well um, The great thing about this show Roger It's a very powerful programme As you well know And I actually contacted the Scottish FA last week to say, look, Roger Hanna, it's the only topic that really gets him going. So if you could just wait until a Tuesday night to make sure everyone pulls out on a Tuesday, that way we can really wind him up and get him going. Go on then, the floor is yours. No, it's all about positivity tonight, Gordon. I have told you this. Um, I am going to take these injury withdrawals at face value. Andy Robertson, um, I understand he's got an ankle knock. Uh, Liam Cooper, who pulled out yesterday, was... Taken off during Leeds game against Blackburn at the weekend Scott McTominay was taken off During Manchester United's win over Brighton on Sunday Ryan Fraser has had issues with injury to contend with So I'm going to give them all the benefit of the doubt Everyone is injured as they say they are And Steve Clark is just unfortunately going to have to get on with it It opens the door to, you would think, Greg Taylor Who's seen precious little time in a Celtic jersey this season To start the game at left back in Cyprus on Saturday Uh, It'll be interesting to see who plays further up Whether as Dan says, it opens the door for Ryan Jack Or whether it's going to be a midfield of McGinn, McGregor and Christie In the absence of McTominay And Further forward, the Ryan Fraser position, does that mean Stephen A. Smith maybe get a chance in there, a 50th camp for Scotland? Uh, that won't last long. We will we'll break him before long, Gordon Dia. We'll have him mm. ranting and raving and banging his fists on the desk like he was last week. So you're going to need to play bad cop for the moment. Mm. Yes, these guys might be genuinely injured. I mean, I think Scott McTominay ended up getting stretched up the tunnel, and, and that's not to say these guys. Are at it as such But overall The perception is That this is happening Far too often And it's becoming A bit of a farce That's the perception Yeah uh, The one person I feel for Is uh, the manager He's just in the job um, It didn't go too well At the beginning Gordon He's coming off A 6-0 win He wants to Build on that He wants his best players He wants to work with them Because you don't get These players uh, Too often and obviously with the, the games coming up in this, uh, March um, He's got to try and figure out his best team, his best formation But just every time he, he sort of uh, hears his phone going He realises here's another one coming But going back to the positives of Roger Hannas of the Tuesday night I do think it gives an opportunity mm. to other people That we've had the phone calls about the Ryan Jacks of this world And Roger said there, Greg Taylor who's hardly been Featured at Celtic Park Opportunity to come in Get game time So I'll be interested to see how What he starts with Right okay let's hear from you on this one then On the phones 0141 951 1025 Another raft of withdrawals from the Scotland squad 
Are you are you fine with it? Is it just bad luck? Is it just a case of, of players being injured And we're not getting the rub of the green? Or is it a sign that, that something's not right? A sign of, of where we're at as a national team? You decide on the phones 01419511025 Eddie in Tullybody's going to lead us off Hi Eddie Hi there Hello, what's your take on this then Eddie? See what it is I, I, Honestly I, I think that the players just simply do not want to play for the the, the national squad Not all the players But you look at the other national sides like England or Northern Ireland, they get one or two injuries every, you know, on a on a every sort of international game that they've got to play. I think we have got something like seven in total. There's four today and so many Mm -hmm. a few days ago. Uh, Not even that though. You've also got players retiring like Robert Snodgrass and fair enough, James Morrison's not been around for a little while. But at the age of 31, 32, they're retiring for international duty. I just I seem to think that the players just they don't want to play for them and on top of that I think it's like the Premier League I think the the Premier League clubs are perhaps telling their players that I understand you know at the weekend there there was quite a few injuries uh, people coming off and I understand that they are genuine but look at Kieran Tierney he's he's fully fit again and uh, Arsenal have asked for him not to be uh, in the team. Roger, what what more can we do then? That's maybe the. the because rather than we, we can accuse these guys You know these guys are, are genuinely injured They were at the weekend But there is a bigger picture here As Eddie points out So what, what can Scotland As an association Maybe Stevie Clark as a manager What, what do we do? Well you, you could theoretically do What Northern Ireland did last season Kevin Lafferty when he was still at the Rangers Pulled out a Northern Ireland squad And there was a likelihood He was going to be involved with Rangers The following Saturday Northern Ireland invoked FIFA rules and that blocked him from playing for Rangers the following weekend. Um, the SFA don't want to get down that route. And I can understand why. They don't want to spark controversy with the clubs. They don't want to annoy the player because the player might not come back. It's a difficult line we walk at the minute. A lot of these guys in their 30s in the English Premier League are on huge sums of money, life-changing sums of money. And they have made a career decision that they don't want to jeopardise those sums of money by coming away and playing for Scotland. I think it would be different if Scotland had a successful team. If Scotland were going to European finals and going to World Cups, then the players would come along and play because it enhances their careers. Surely that's no use to us though then. Surely if, if you're oh, committed, no, you're no, committed. No, regard, you nobody's know. pretending it's of any use to us. But that that's the reality of it. That that's what Eddie's talking about. Arsenal haven't even tried to disguise it in the last couple of squad announcements. They've just said Kieran Tierney's not coming. You said that you know it's difficult, it's a difficult it's a delicate situation. The Scottish FA might not want to upset clubs, might not want to upset players. Are we perhaps at a stage though where tough they're gonna to have to upset clubs and they're gonna to have to no, upset at players? Any po- at any point that I, I I know what you're saying, right? Let's be strong here. Let's turn around and say to these clubs, forget that, we want your players. See, to be honest, Gordon, it goes behind the scenes. Players and managers will talk. Clubs will talk to their players. Do you want players that really don't want to come up and play against Cyprus? Do you really want that and force them into it? Roger's right. Well, hold on. Scotland, that's, that, 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 that's different. Not though. an appeal. But that, that, that's definitely you, you, you. That argument works if the player is the one who's saying, "I don't want to go." But as far as we're led to believe, if it's Kieran Tierney or if it's anyone else, it's the club that's making the decision. So why not stand up to the club? Uh, well, we're only we only 
think that the club is making the decision. Ooh, listen, I we, can't, we can't go on anything else. I can, I can totally understand a player. Now, we can't turn around and say, for instance, McTommy, Robertson and uh, Fraser might, you know, could have been fit to play. I totally understand, but the, the player will have a say in it. He will be involved in the conversation. But Roger's right just now. I've got to say, middle of November, no disrespect. If I was playing with Liverpool and it came and I looked at these two games and I'm on 80 grand a week, would I be wanting to put myself up here and play? I would probably say no. And the, why? The, the reality, though, Gordon, I'll tell you why. The reality is international football is now secondary to club football. Mm. That's the reality. Now, I don't like that. I don't think you like it either. But that is the reality. And, and the way the, you know, the way the players talk about it, international football is secondary now to club football. It's Ed, a shame. Eddie, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's only in Scotland it's secondary to club football. I genuinely think it is. You know, you've got, you look at the England national side and every single English player wants to play for England. You don't get anyone pulling out with injuries. I think the England national side is on par or maybe just above um, their, their sort of other clubs like Man City and the Liverpools. In Scotland, you've, I don't think you've got players who, you're right, it is, it's a secondary to their, um, to their club side. It's, it's totally secondary. Whereas I think the only way you can fix these sort of things is forget about your big your big guys and just start you know inviting younger players in the, the, the younger sides are doing fantastic so get a few of these guys in the squads for games like this because I'm on this I, I quite look at I like uh, looking on the Facebook Scotland FA page when they put the line up on and uh, some of the picks I, I can't understand it all I do think Steve Clark is the right man's job but some of the, the players that he's picking I just cannot seem to to, to understand I, I just do not understand why he keeps on picking the same the, the same players is, yeah. is that is that fair Roger because we are not blessed let's be honest we're not blessed with yeah. all these players to choose from and I feel like a lot of different players have have had a chance we've got you know I mean for instance a lot of flack today going going towards Stevie Clark for calling up Lewis Morgan because he's he's barely he's barely kicking a ball for Celtic it's not as if Lewis Morgan is behind a long list of talented attacking wingers who are playing every week. You know, we are at that stage, unfortunately. Once a couple yeah, drop out, well, you're not really spoiled for choice. Well, we're very much at this stage. and I certainly couldn't name another three or four or five players who you think, this is an outrage. No. He's not in the Scotland squad. Why Steve Clark not picked him? We're just not blessed with that depth of talent. And I think that's why we get so annoyed when the guys who should be in the squad, the best players, the best Scottish players... Are inactive Either through choice Or through injury uh, Let's hear from the Scotland camp uh, Scotland assistant Alex Dyer um, Stevie Clark's Number two Stressing the importance Of these two qualifiers Three fresh withdrawals Today as you well know But he says All of these Are genuinely injured And it's just something They have to deal with All the ones that are Pulled out This time round They're generally Injured You know what I mean It's not like They wanted to be pulled out Or didn't want to come they're, it's been taken out of hands They are generally injured And uh, they can't be here with us Definitely not a dead rubber you, You're representing your country Which is the main thing So it, it, No matter who you play You know The opposition is you, You're representing And you want to be there You know you, sh- you should be proud Proud to be You know Representing your country Which is the first thing Second thing is Look If they're injured They're injured You know You can't do nothing about that And we've just got to concentrate On the ones that are here they're the most important thing 
you know, the players out here who want to be here, who want to train and play well and do well for their country. It's part of the game. It's it's just part of football. We know we we put a squad together and then, you know, there's still another round of fixtures and we know that, you know, um, we're going to get some pull up pull-outs, you know, because that's just the way it is. It's football. And uh, we just got to adapt and, and and use the ones that are here, you know. Thank you very much to Eddie in Tullybody. Alistair's next up in Corker Hill. Give us your take, Alistair. Uh, good evening, Gordon. One, Gordon, two and Roger. Hello. International football, especially with Scotland just now, it's totally duff, Gordon, and I'm totally against weekend fixtures getting held up to supply the internationals in. One opinion is it should be back on a Wednesday night and a Wednesday night only. We know that television pays the money to keep some countries afloat. But it's upsetting that I don't like it at all, breaking up my own weekend. Well, that's well above our sort of, well, certainly above our pay grade, above yeah. even the Scottish FAs, because that's that's a UEFA thing, Gordon. It's now it's changed. UEFA mm-hmm. have certain dates in the calendar that are very much locked in. And as Roger says, it's now become... A week of football where we, In fact we're lucky to even get a Saturday qualifier this time We don't get many of them It's, it's Fridays and Tuesdays and Sundays mm-hmm. So pff, I appreciate Alistair's concern um, That ain't but changing anytime soon where, where Alistair makes a good point and, and I think a lot of people agree with him Scottish international football is not exciting just now It really isn't, Gordon And you know I was very unfortunate through a few injuries That I didn't have caps um, but it was always years ago You were so proud to play for your country Just injuries, not just no injuries, ability just question injuries, okay. The many times I could called up And I had a, a small calf problem Or a you know, okay. hamstring It was incredible But look, I put that aside And went on about my career But I just think that Players are not Now, the caller before said about England And I think Roger makes a great point If you've got an opportunity And and you're going to qualify for tournaments, and you get into tournaments that you think you can win. That will that will excite you as a player. Right, but we're a couple of games away from that chance. I know, but, but not to say we'll take it, but the chance is there. But we're in the middle of November, and players, whether we like it or not, and I can't answer the question why, they're turning off to international football mm. in Scotland. It's as simple as that. And I'm not saying any of these players are not injured, but it's call off after call off after call off. So. There's something wrong somewhere But I don't agree with saying Let's be the strong ones here And say to the clubs No, we want these players in I would rather go with a player A younger player And give him an opportunity and, and, Really, though, everything we... goes really well And we get through the playoffs in March And we get to Euro 2020 Next summer First finals in 22 years It will be fascinating To see which 23 players Steve Clark was to pick mm. for that. Uh, Alistair, what do you think? Uh, at the same time, I don't like people feigning injuries, Gordon, and I, I would actually not err on saying what Alec Dyer said. I think that at I could get pulled up for what I'm saying, but at the mm-hmm. same time, they're <laughs> they bread and butter, and who can blame them to a certain extent? But if Scotland were in a better state, the first mm. thing I'd do if I was young enough again, I'd be itching to play. But they don't seem to be itching and want to play for Scotland in, anymore. In fairness, Alistair, you you won't be alone to say that I don't think these guys are really injured. But but you have to, let's be very clear. You have to be fair. You're not basing that on anything at all, are you? There's absolutely nothing you could be basing I, that on. Well, the, in case they lose a place with our club through injury, Gordon, that's that, 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 that doesn't prove 
Anything though Roger And if you Look at these three For instance To be fair to the guys Scott McTominay To my knowledge Has never pulled out Of a Scotland squad before He's a Man United player Who in the past Has come and sat on our bench When players at much smaller clubs Have played in front of him Andy Robertson The captain I believe Actually drove up today To be with the squad To be part of the squad So Whilst we're all a bit frustrated it's it's unfair to point fingers at these guys without knowing anything about it. Yeah, and um, if you're right about Andy Robertson, a very positive move in this Tuesday night of positivity. <laughs> Alec Dyer's right. Alec, Alec Dyer's gathered the players together with Steve Clark. There is no point now as they're sitting in the team hotel worrying about the people who aren't there, who aren't available. The, the coaching team now have to focus on the 23 or 24, whatever it is, guys who are there. And try and get a song out of them in these two games Well Ryan Jack is there Will this be an opportunity for him to play? We're going to hear from him after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Here with me Gordon Duncan We had a few minutes break listening to the travel Still no call up for you two though For Scotland We're not I'm quite injured. got that desperate yet uh, we're, we're just debating there off air Whether or not Daz would be more likely to get a call up for the jungle <laughs> Than for Scotland well, just now I am injured, unfortunately. Once again, when the opportunity is there, I'll, let, let me say, I was waiting for a phone call from Mark Wilson to go down to Annan tonight for a call up after the breaking mm-hmm. to play centre forward. After nah, watching even he's that, not that desperate, I don't think. But listen, everyone is a bit frustrated, angry, uh, various other <laughs> reactions on Twitter. Uh, Matthew tweeted at Clyde SSB. He says, I don't know if Robertson is injured or not, but surely his situation is different. Look at Liverpool's fixtures in December. Would say it would be irresponsible of both Scotland and Liverpool to allow him to play two meaningless fixtures. Says well, Matthew. Are they any more meaningless than the two World Club Championship games that Liverpool are going to play? If I can play devil's advocate for a minute. Um, Liverpool are having to play two games in two days. They're playing Aston Villa with a kids team in the Carabao Cup quarter final and then these games in Qatar, I think it is, the World Club Championship. Um, They most certainly are no more meaningful than the Scotland games coming up uh, Gar is also on He says the reason players don't turn up for international games Is no one believes we will qualify If we were to Everyone would be fit And uh, balling golly is a bit more scathing Players pulling out is the epitome of the softness From boardroom to the pitch From Scotland spineless on and off the park We're already in the mire And at the point of no return Balling golly's pulling no punches on Twitter mm. On the phones it's 01419511025 We will hear from Rangers Ryan Jack very soon Let's Touch base with Gary and Airdrew See what's on his mind Hi Gary How you doing mate? Hello Good evening fellas Hi Gary right. Just at your entrance Gordon How much would it take To get you in the jungle? <laughs> um, 50 quid No I'd go higher than that <laughs> what's it, who, who, Amber was just telling us Who's the, the highest paid this year? Half a million Caitlin uh, Jenner Half a million Yeah Would you, you, you do it for that? <laughs> I would do it for a bit less mm-hmm. A bargain yeah. at half the price I think it'd be decent Cheers Gary, Gary. Yeah I think I'd be okay in there <laughs> Uh, my point, guys, is, is really just to do with the Scotland team. Um, I used to follow Scotland every game as a youngster, and now I'm, I'm just in the start of my 40s. I hardly watch any of them at all, and that's purely because the, the performances are quite disappointing, and a lot of the guys who we would consider to be either European class or world class players don't either don't play, or they don't play well, or they pull out the squad. And my thoughts are really how. One of you said earlier, and I can't remember who it was, sorry, but it said that uh, they don't see us getting to like, the finals, so there's no interest for them there to play. How are we ever going to get to that stage if our best players don't turn up and play so that they can get to those finals? 
That is very much the chicken and the egg scenario, Gary. I, I tend to agree with you. Um, not a lot of players have turned up this time. I would hope that come March, when Scotland have got these Nations League playoffs and we can get into the finals, the Euro finals, by the back door, if you like, that the penny will drop with them all and they will all make themselves available. If they've got a sore ankle or if they've got a sore knee or a dodgy back, they suddenly say, oh, I tell you what, we'll play through the pain barrier this time because... We're within striking distance of a first major finals in 22 years. And and if the world sees me at a major finals and sees me playing well, I may get a move to a bigger club and more money. So that might be enough to, to chase them along and persuade them to turn up en masse for those games in March, the important games in March. I, I'm, I'm less bothered by, by this, these two games, Cyprus and Kazakhstan. Whatever happens in these two games, and I hope we win both games, mm. whatever happens, it's not going to... Define Steve Clark's reign as Scotland manager or the players' spells in the Scotland team. Indeed, it does maybe be right. It might be an opportunity to see the likes of Ryan Jack playing a couple of games back to back for Scotland or Declan Gallagher or Greg Taylor or someone like that. But I would just love to think that all these guys, whether they've got wee knocks or niggles or whatever, all turn up in March. It might be. It might be a chance to see these guys, but it also might be. A problem because we arrive in the playoffs then underprepared Because take Kieran Tierney for instance And again this is not a slight on him This seems to be more about the way Arsenal are handling the situation Gordon If he is fit and available and arrives for the playoffs He will do so having never worked with Stevie Clark before Yeah The only the only thing I'll say about that is um, The fact that Kieran Tierney turns up He doesn't need coached He knows how to play He knows how to play a position But Stevie Clark won't know where it, might no, not know no, where to play him No That well He'll have a fair idea that he knows his team He knows the formation he's going to play And he knows Tierney can play that position So he doesn't need to coach him Yes it does help Gordon That there's an opportunity for these players to turn up Get to get get to know the, the, the Scotland manager The way he thinks His formation His tactics Everything that he wants to put forward Leading into these important games next year But I can totally understand and I'm saying that these players are injured I'm not saying for one minute they're not but there may be just a slight strain that and a push if it was a cup final you would play with it but because of the importance where yeah. these people are I totally understand that going but Roger's right come if we qualify come next year the time when it happens all of a sudden, they'll all be chatting at the door saying, doesn't matter my uh, slight strain, I'm travelling. Have, have you noticed any that Gordon seems to be a lot more irritated about this than I am. I think yeah. the SFA have got to him today. This latest raft of call-offs just pushed him over the edge. Have you not noticed that in two years, two and a half years in the show, whatever you two say, I have to say the opposite. So that's how mm. the conversation works. Usually you're the one that's in your high horse about this. So there's no he's, choice. He's calm tonight about it, I've got to say. Yeah, which makes me suspicious because how he's performed such a U-turn in the last two weeks, yeah. I don't know. He's, he's Somebody's obviously been his off already. I'm surprised. I, I, I've watched this guy. I must what? say. Uh, Gary, the, there are certain things that, that can be done. We spoke about them earlier on. Yeah. Do, do Scotland take a you know a hard approach and invoke these the five-day rule which would stop guys playing for their clubs uh, in, in the coming five days Roger and Gordon are not too convinced That's a road to uh, go down I'm, I'm with Roger and Gordon I think it's a bit petty to do something like that Quite honest with you um, It's just really disappointing Because you don't see all these calls All the time What you say with the England squad And they just They have as many meaningless games As we do But from the opposite end of the spectrum Usually because they've already qualified But all their guys seem to turn up Big stars that are Champions League winners But we can't get their guys to come That's why I'm A bit confused 
<laughs> bit confused to say the least Do you think if we asked nicely We could have Raheem Sterling For the first game Maybe Has he got a Scottish granny Oh he's called Sterling <laughs> Spelled different oh. uh, Let's hear from Ryan Jack Shall we After a bust up between Raheem Look at that Smooth transition After that bust up between Raheem Sterling and Joe Gomez In the England camp uh, Ryan Jack's been talking about it today He says even old firm rivalries Get left at the door When the Scotland squad comes together uh, He says he's passionate about playing for his country He's hoping to get more caps in the coming week There's great quality all throughout the squad It's tough to obviously But you want to play for your country And I've, I've said before that you just want to come away, you want to work hard, you want to show the manager that you want to be here and you want to play a part going forward. Obviously I've not had too many caps, um, it's it's one thing I'm, I'm passionate about, I'm passionate about um, being involved in my country, playing for my country and um, going forward hopefully we can we can achieve something. Well, you've probably seen the news today about Raheem Sterling and I've moved back and followed with Joel Gomez and sort of followed that Liverpool Man City game. You've been the sort of Rangers player on this, this world, how do you go about Sort of dealing with your Celtic rivals are also your your sort of I don't think there's. It's obviously a hard question. There's nothing really. You play against players nearly every week that maybe you join up with um, for international duty. But um, we turn up here. We're a team. We're together, and we all want the same goal, and that's to obviously win these two games and hopefully get Scotland to a, a major tournament. Is that old firm rival that's sort of left at the door when you think about these. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. There's no doubt that we'll all fight and battle on the pitch and we all want to win um, every game. But when we turn up, we're teammates and we train hard together and um, we play for each other. It didn't look like there was any love lost between Ryan Jack and Stephen Naismith last week. So the players might not be turning up, but the ones who are there, it's good to hear they all get on like a house on fire. Keep your eye on the canteen. That's where you've got the trouble. Oh, that's where the, the trouble, trouble kicks is. off. Yeah, sausages roll back of the head and then you go. <laughs> Why a sausage roll? Why, why is that is, your choice? Because I'm actually hungry. <laughs> the only thing I could think of. I hope they're not eating sausage rolls. No, I'm not sure mantra through a 20 year career. <laughs> Keep an eye on the canteen. <laughs> <laughs> on a serious note, Roger, um, we actually still have lots of midfield options, even though Scott McTominay's gone. Because yeah. you, you now find yourself barely mentioning guys like Stuart Armstrong and John mm. Fleck, who started one of the previous games, yeah, is still Kenny there. McLean. Kenny McLean is yeah. still there. Um, with that defensive role or more defensive role, though, um, you know, vacated by Scott McTominay Is this a chance to see Ryan Jack in there? I think it is a chance to see Ryan Jack in there It could also be a chance to see a bit more of John Flake in there um, I'm a huge admirer And I know Daz is as well Of Callum McGregor Ryan Christie And James Forrest But if you're talking that You know, Steve Clark could Take Kieran Tierney and March Without ever seeing him I think maybe these two games Could be the opportunity for Steve Clark To have a proper look At some of the fringe players Maybe Ryan Jack you know, Maybe see Devlin and McKenna The two Aberdeen players Together for the first time In a Scotland jersey Get game time for Greg Taylor At left back Maybe a bit more time Further on He hasn't seen Stephen Naismith I mean we, we've seen Stephen Naismith At Scotland jersey for 10 years But Steve Clark Hasn't worked with him To, to any great extent yeah. Maybe see more of him Maybe see more of You know Lauren Shanklin Who he scored People say Oh it was against San Marino But he scored <laughs> And he looked okay For a championship player he looked okay in the Dundee Derby last weekend as well Took his goal very well So maybe we'll see a bit more of Lauren Shanklin in these two games as well I mean, Gordon, I don't think you'll find any Rangers fan And we know mm. we're, a very, we're very divisive when we talk about our football in this city But I don't think you'll find any Rangers fan who's not been particularly impressed with Ryan Jack this season Yeah, um, I think everybody that's watched him this season, Gordon Whether a Rangers fan or not um, And if, when Rangers are playing against you I think the opposition fans... 
think that Ryan Jack's been playing very well, let me say. I think this is uh, probably the best I've watched him. And I think this boy deserves an opportunity. I know that he's got so much competition in front of him uh, and good quality in front of him. But we know what McGregor can do. McGregor's top-class player, quality player. Um, we know what he can do in a Scotland trip. Uh, Ryan Christie's another one. Uh, McTominay's out. Now, for me, McTominay would play all the time because I think he's a, a real talent. But this is an opportunity to say to Ryan Jack, do you know what? You have worked your socks off from the start of the season. Your performances have been terrific. There's your opportunity. You deserve it. And I hope that he gets a chance. There's one for you then on the phones and on Twitter. Is this an ideal chance to see more of Ryan Jack? In a Scotland shirt 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB We're going to speak to Mark and Whitby next But just something I wanted to mark your card with Something I wanted to tell you about As you well know uh, We've been following Rangers and Celtic around On Europa League duty uh, This is thanks to our partners at Ladbrokes as well Home and away throughout the campaign To celebrate that coverage We're giving you the chance to win a stunning home entertainment system uh, Gordon Deal, you're not eligible to enter I'm afraid But if you fancy that You want to be in with a chance Go to Clyde1.com Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon Diel is here Roger Hanna is alongside him They're reacting to the call-offs Amongst the Scotland squad today A few replacements have been called in though Graham Shinney, Lewis Morgan And most recently Ryan Porteous The Hibs defender Roger I don't think anyone's pretending that, that Ryan Portis is at a level where he can be the saviour of the national side But is it at least encouraging to see someone from our, from our premiership Someone who's been in the system, so to speak Worked his way up from 19s and, and playing 21s And now um, using the, the opportunity to, to get that call up Well I saw him on Saturday Playing for Hibs against St Johnson for Super Scoreboard It wasn't his most pressing 90 minutes as, as Hibs charged forward against St Johnson But he is a talented young guy And at a time when... The likes of Charlie Mulgrew is probably coming to the end of his Scotland career. Um, there are going to have to be young guys coming in at the other end of the squad to, to take those places. Um, it's strange, tend to have a lot of left-sided centre-backs. Charlie Mulgrew being one, Scott McKenna, Liam Cooper, guys like that. The right-sided guys haven't been so plentiful. That's why Michael Devlin won a couple of caps the last break. Declan Gallagher's in the squad. And, and now Ryan Porteous in there as well. He can play either side. He has a versatile lad. He's an aggressive Centre half And I think Steve Clark Will be looking forward To working with him And you know A real insight Into how good he can be One eye Jim Isn't happy On Twitter He says Ryan Jack should be a starter Even if we had the full squad Going on form In past months Not a better midfielder about Says one eye Jim Please stop this Is this a chance For Jack rubbish Well I mean It is still a chance For yeah, Ryan Jack <laughs> Regardless of whether he's and Good or not To be fair He's not the best midfielder We've got If everybody's fit Um so as I said earlier gone, I'm delighted for a guy I think he deserves an opportunity And it is an opportunity Because he's got a lot of talented midfield players In there for competition uh, I think he deserves it With his performances He's been absolutely terrific for Rangers But he is not our best centre uh, midfield player There's an, an interesting take by Michael Stewart and he's, he's calling him in the sun at the weekend Saying Ryan Jack could start it right back for Scotland He, he did it once before with Malcolm McKay Temporary chance the Holland game mm. up at Audrey. I, I don't know whether that I, I can't quite get my head around how that would work. You know, he, he, he I think I'd done fair in the boy. Yeah, why, why, why work so hard to get into the Scotland squad and the performances you're producing with Rangers in the middle of the park? Then you get your big chance to say, Yeah, I'm good enough to go here and cement a, a, a place. 
And you get put it right back I think the, no. the impressive thing about Ryan Jack recently Roger Because this is where it, it will always be this way at Scotland People can pretend that they've got it all sussed But they don't It's impossible to compare a player who's playing in one league To one who's playing in another Well it's not impossible but it's very difficult They're playing completely different opposition with different styles But Ryan Jack this season has now taken that form into the Europa League And playing against teams like Porto And looking every bit as, as comfortable and as dominant in there as, as he does in the Premiership Yeah and he's had countless votes of confidence from Stephen Gerrard Who has been highly delighted by Ryan Jack's form in the last 18 months So much so He's given him a, a new extended contract At Rangers um, I, I don't Listen we, we are blessed With a lot of decent Central midfielders in there I just think for this Couple of games I don't think it would do any harm To have a proper have a look, look absolutely. At Ryan Jack in these games Absolutely Let's get the thoughts of Mark in Whitby Hi Mark Hello Good evening gentlemen Hi Mark Hi Mark Hi Right uh, My point is Well what, what sort of concerns me As a passionate Scot I've lived most of my life in England, but you wait, you hope for this Scotland team to eventually get to a major finals. And um, there's been disappointment after disappointment, some decent teams down the years. But you know that if they, if they actually did qualify for the finals, they'd have to be good to come through a qualifying process. However, with this new backdoor route to the finals through the playoffs in March, this very average Scotland team could somehow end up playing in the finals and I don't even think they'll be prepared or equipped to do that and, and, and do themselves justice. That's what concerns me. Well, let's worry about that when we get there, Mark. Um, I, I think qualifying is one thing. It would be a good thing for Scotland. We haven't been there for 22 years. So let's get there first and then we can worry about how we would perform at the finals. Uh, we might just surprise some people. Uh, Northern Ireland... Played well at the last Euros As did the Republic of Ireland I don't think they've got Noticeably better squads Wales than Scotland did the same gone. Didn't they They all did well Well listen Wales got to a semi-final <laughs> Which was above and beyond Any expectations Gordon So let's get there Let's see Which of the players Makes themselves available To Steve Clark For the squad Let's see what it draws like You remember If we get there One of the games Will be at Hamden it Gives us a chance You know a better chance We'd have if it was Based in a foreign land So Let's get there first and then we'll worry Mark You understand Mark's concerns Gordon I mean I suppose I know there is that new route now with, with the Nations League But even under the old system Yes it was harder But t- weak, weaker teams have made it to major tournaments it, it happens And if you've not been there in a while You're just delighted to be part of it Yeah and you could peak at that time Gordon As, um, as you say Weaker teams have shown in the past uh, but the most important thing is Let's try and get there first And then we'll worry about our performances We'll worry about our form We'll worry about who's turning up And who's calling off But the most important thing is Let's get there You want to come back in Mark? Yeah that's fine I I think the point that A game will actually be at Hamden In the finals That's a good point uh, It does concern me Because any team who's qualified for any finals No matter how weak you think they are I've had to come through a very hard qualifying process where is this new system going in through the Europa playoffs, playing against teams of similar ilk to Scotland, you know. I mean, who is it they might be playing in the semi-final? Well, still, a, still a few possibilities, yeah, Roger. Yeah, you're going to look at someone like Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, Finland, someone like that in a, in a semi-final, which would be a one-off game at Hamden. And then in all likelihood it would be a final against either Norway or Serbia With a draw to take place to see whether it's armed or whether away And it just shows you how you can get carried away Because it's, it's a great chance, we're in touching distance But I don't really fancy taking on Norway right now, would you? 
Yeah, well, Norway and Oslo would be a difficult task the way they're playing just now. Josh King up front, my, my dear friend Christopher at the back, Haaland there as well. You know, the top scorer in the Champions League. Yeah, Stefan Johansson leading the team in the middle of the park. So there's quality there. Anyway, that comes under worry about that when we, when we get to it as well. That's one for March. Mark, on you go, sorry. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, to change the subject a little bit, there's been a rumour um, here in, on the media today that John Kennedy might be in the running for the Hibs job. And uh, if he does go and leave Celtic, I would really love to see James McFadden as an assistant at Celtic. Hmm. I think he's got all the qualifications and he speaks brilliantly on the radio. On another channel, obviously, but... Oh, I don't, I don't know yeah. such a thing existed, Mark. I must admit, we are going to look at the John Kennedy situation in quite a bit of detail after seven o'clock. So Mark's just kicked us off nicely, just introduced it. We'll leave it hanging there uh, and we'll get your thoughts on it after Beat the Pundit um, at seven o'clock. What have we got coming in um, on Twitter? Richard says he feels sorry for Steve Clark. The job is thankless. You just can't win. Um, is there a bit of that at the moment? I don't expect because you know how football works in this country. I don't think everyone will be sympathetic to Stevie Clark, well, but it, but it is a it's a hard job yeah, to begin I, with. I, I don't think Steve Clark would want your sympathy for a start. Steve Clark's quite happy. He went into the job with his eyes opened. He knew exactly what he was walking into. Do you think he knew that the, the level of call offs would be so high? Um, possibly not, but he also I'm sure he wouldn't know the level of long term injury. You know, John Souter, long term injury. Stuart Finlay, who's come in. Long term injury Liam Cooper's now out McTominay's now out The likes of the Kieran Tierney issue You would never have believed When Steve Clark took the job In the springtime We would get to the middle of November And they still wouldn't have seen Kieran Tierney in a Scotland jersey So that will frustrate him I would think But as Alec Dyer said in the audio Earlier on the show Gordon Their job now Is simply to focus On the guys who are there mm. Rather than worry about the people Who are not there Craig D's got a question for you Gordon He says Can you please ask Who Scotland's best centre midfielder is You almost scoffed at the thought Of Ryan Jack being that good You're a big Ryan Jack fan Ah yes And I didn't scoff at it Gordon I take it you just think John McGinn or someone is Yeah I, I, Better at yeah, the moment Yeah I think At this moment I think McGinn um, I'm a big fan of McTominay I really am um, McGregor's a fantastic talent All I'm saying is I am so pleased for the lad Because I think he deserves His opportunity and if he goes in there and he'll, he's prepared to battle and he can go there and show everybody, no, I'm the number one midfield player. But all I'm saying is, I don't think he is our... You were just way. reacting to the tweet who said he was the single best at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We don't, it's, it's a nice problem to have in that area. If only we had, uh, If only we had similar problems elsewhere, Roger. Do you think guys like, like Shankland has done enough to, to stay in there or... Is the, well, uh, the, the 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 recall of Stephen uh, Naismith or something like uh, that likely to shake it's it like up? Like anything else, it, it depends who you're contesting the yeah. the position with. Greg Taylor, in all likelihood, will play at left back in Cyprus. Greg Taylor probably hasn't done enough to deserve his chance. He's only played one game for Celtic, I think. He's the but, only left back in the squad. Yeah, circumstances dictate that he's going to play. So Shankland took his chance against San Marino. A lot of the strikers haven't taken chances in the past. And it'll be interesting to see if he gets any more match time either against Cyprus or back on Tuesday night against Kazakhstan at Hampton. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Big thanks to Mark in Whitby. He set it up nicely. After the news, we're going to look at the situation involving John Kennedy. Stories today suggesting he could be in the frame to be the new Hibs manager. 
So any Hibs fans Give us your thoughts on that And Celtic fans Would you wish him well And send him on his way To start a managerial career Or are you desperate To keep him On the coaching staff At the moment We'll play Beat the Pundit first though Your chance to win a signed ball If you get more questions right Than Roger or Gordon The number you need is 0141 951 1025 And the lines close at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been reacting to the news That even more players have withdrawn From the Scotland squad And some big names at that Andy Robertson Scott McTominay Ryan Fraser out uh, The likes of Ryan Porteous Lewis Morgan and the Graham Shinney I knew there was one I was missing Has been called into the squad uh, Another big story doing the rounds today Is this link between John Kennedy And the Hibs job Celtic fans What do you make of that? Is he one you would be Particularly keen to hang on to? Or do you understand That these guys eventually Want to move into management And you would wish him well? Give us your thoughts on that 01419511025 And we'll do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. Gordon Diel is here defending a pretty good record this season. Roger Hanna always starts on minus one. I don't know what it is. Every time I toss the coin in a Tuesday, it lands on tails. And Gordon Diel plays. Let's see how we get on tonight. One of them's up against James from East Kilbride. How are you tonight, James? How's Good James. stuff James Now I don't know what it is James I've got this coin in front of me It is a legitimate coin It has two <laughs> sides But every time on a Tuesday uh, When we give it a go It always lands tails It's always Gordon Deal So let's see what we've got this time I'm going to start filming it For proof <laughs> It's tails <laughs> Genuine Roger I am, Would you care to adjudicate? Yes it's tails I don't. I don't know what to say. <laughs> and, and do you know? Do you know how I'm I knew? Going to start it was filming all... it. I'm no, going to start no. filming it. Do you know how I knew it was going to be tails? We were having a little kid on, and it went during the break. Five four. Yep. I was Roger. just doing it during the break to prove that it has a heads. It was five four heads. Anyway, forget it. Nice. You're okay. playing tonight. I'm yeah, going to give you okay. some. <laughs> going to give you some Clyde two to listen to. He's got it. He's giving me the thumbs up. Right, James. Here are the rules. Pretty simple. You've got thirty seconds. You're going head to head with Gordon. You can pass, so that's that's the key. If you don't know it, pass it. Move on to the next one, okay? Yep. Good man. Your time starts now. Where did Aberdeen get Lewis Ferguson from? Pass. What age is Johnny Hayes? He's thirty-one. At which club did Greg Doherty spend time on loan last season? Shrewsbury. Name any team from Scotland's group the last time they made a Euros. Brad. Say it again. Thanks. Which Celtic player has been asked to join up with the Scotland squad today? Pass. Who is the last Scottish manager of Birmingham? Alex McLeish. Okay. Mm. Let's bring Gordon back. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Great. Same set of questions to you. You ready? Yeah. Right, let's get stuck in. Where did Aberdeen get Lewis Ferguson from? Hamilton. What age is Johnny Hayes? 31. At which club did Greg Doherty spend time on loan last season? Shrewsbury. Name any team from Scotland's group the last time they made a Pass. Euros. Which Celtic player has been asked to join up with the Scotland Lewis squad Morgan. today? Who is the last Scottish manager of Birmingham? Uh, Alan McLeish. Name either of the sides in action tonight in Scotland's League Two. Annan. Where did Davy Weir begin his playing career? Falkirk. James, what do you think? Jinky's done you. 
I think he's done me a panic under the pressure. Ah, it's the worst. It can, always, <laughs> it can happen to anyone. Let's go through and find out the first one. Where did Aberdeen uh, get Lewis Ferguson from? It was Hamilton. Um, I think sometimes, James, when you don't get the first one, that's when it starts getting to you, isn't it? It fills you a little bit. Uh, Gordon got it 1 0 to him. What age is Johnny Hayes? You've both taken a year off. He's 32. Oh. Well, according to producer Andy's 32. I was only guessing. 1 um, 0 still to Gordon. At which club did Greg Doherty spend time on loan? It was Shrewsbury. You both get that. Well done. So it's 2 1 to Gordon. Name any team from Scotland's group the last time they made the Euros. You just panicked. <laughs> yeah. You just switched off. I'm no good Why? at international football. But think about it the last time they made the Euros. I'm still no good. Roger. Tell him. You're an 86. Mm-hmm. Oh, Switzerland. <laughs> or England. Oh, uh, I was at the Switzerland game mm, Alan McCoy scored See, Yeah Switzerland Still 2-1 to Gordon Which Celtic players joined up with the Scotland squad It's Lewis Morgan 3-1 to Gordon uh, you got the next one James Alex McLeish The last Scottish manager of Birmingham Name either of the sides oh, in action So the Gordon So the Gordon <laughs> Yeah I'm not interested in that one Alright okay Name either of the sides in action In tonight's Scottish League 2 Annan was your answer Which is correct But who are Annan playing? Brecon So your old pal Mark Wilson Is the manager of Brecon And when I asked you to name One of the teams involved You yeah. went for the other one Yeah I went for a home side Okay Annan against Brecon You got that one right So you've stretched your lead I think that's 5-2 to you And you rubbed salt in the wounds With the 6th Where did Davy Weir begin His playing career? Falkirk A 6 for Gordon Dale He is on fire I hate to admit that's, it That's fair play well done James Magnanimous in defeat Well done Thank you James In East Kilbride He is doing alright Roger I must say Yeah and fortunately enough he, he seldom mentions his record I know No And I'll tell you what James is away thinking I wish that coin had fallen in tails It did A man of heads <laughs> No Alright okay. <laughs> okay Rewind that Get the 8 second delay on there And we'll take that one back Thank you very much That was James and East Kilbride Your chance to beat the pundit Is back tomorrow night Just before Well it's at 7 o'clock Just after 7 o'clock 0141 951 1025 Now is the perfect time To get in touch If you want to Talk about John Kennedy Because stories today Doing the rounds That he is very much In the frame To become the new manager of Hibs So we're looking for your reaction to that Hibs fans Is that one that floats your boat And Celtic fans Does that worry you Would you be Disappointed to see John Kennedy lose uh, Leave the coaching staff Or is it all about Understanding these guys Eventually go And become managers Tell us what you think of that 01419511025 uh, Roger Where do you rank The likelihood Of this happening at the moment Well I think there's a chance It's going to happen um, John Kennedy's in a very Fortunate position in his coaching career at the minute He's extremely highly rated um, Neil Lennon said that after the win against Motherwell on Sunday afternoon Described him as an, an integral part of the Celtic backroom team He was very highly rated by Brendan Rodgers before Neil came back to the club And crucially, he's very highly rated by Peter Lawwell at the club Celtic would like to keep John Kennedy Now, John Kennedy will only move on John Kennedy's terms I would think John Kennedy's ideal job His ultimate job in his career Probably being manager of Celtic So How are you best To become manager of Celtic As and when Neil Lennon leaves the club Are you better staying on as Neil's number two And making the jump then Or are you better Going to another club Be it a Hibs Be it a Hearts Be it a club down south Striding out as your own man Doing a good job And then returning to the club these are the kind of things that John Kennedy's going to have to think about in the coming days. Zero. <laughs> Why? I don't think there's any hope that John Kennedy will go to Hibs. Well, you don't think they'll want him or you don't think he would take it? Uh, I think they would want him. 
and I can understand why they would want him as a manager. Uh, working under someone like Brendan Rodgers and obviously the education, working at Celtic, being in Europe, uh, going up against top teams, um, the success he's had as a coach as well. Yeah, ticks all the boxes for me. John Kennedy just now would need to be off his rocker to go to Hibs as a manager. Why? What makes you say that? Surely, Cause, surely cause, the whole point for these guys is they eventually yeah, they learn their trade and then they go, not, they go and do not, it on their own. Not a club that's sitting where it is just now, with the squad of players it is. Um, a job that you could walk in and look at the last Hibs manager that come up and lasted what? Many months, Roger? 243 days. 243 days. Yeah, but he would back himself to be better than that, surely. No, surely no, that's no, the point. Gordon, it's about the club. When, you, when you're going to make a step out of Celtic Football Club and the position John Kennedy's in, you just don't go for a, hey, I fancy being a manager, they're Hibs sitting down near the bottom of the league, they've got a terrible squad, the last manager lasted 204, I fancy that yeah, challenge. Also, I don't see that happening. Fair enough, but they are also a, a massive club. I mean, for your first managerial job, not many people get to get it a level above Hibs. I know what you're saying. Yeah, they're they're doing not they're not doing particularly well at the moment. But as a massive club, it's one of our biggest clubs, and it right. would be a first managerial job. Right, right. Well, you're we, acting as if it's a you know a, a League One side, a League Two side, no, and no, saying no, I no, doesn't no, need to no. take that. We've, we've got two we've got two ways of looking at this here. One, we don't know if John Kennedy wants to be a number one. He might be happy at Celtic. He might look at years later about promotion wherever he may go up the top stair, director of football wherever it may go. He's at a club that he's been at for a long, long time. He's very well thought of. We don't know if he mm. wants to be that guy that, that wants to be the manager. It could go absolutely brilliant for him or it could go wrong for him. I think if I, I'm saying, if I'm John Kennedy right now, I'm sitting at Celtic Football Club. Okay, Celtic fans, what do you think? Are you worried that you could lose John Kennedy or would you wish him well? Send him on his way and maybe see him again somewhere down the line. 01419511025. Marco is a Celtic fan on the line. What's your take on it, Marco? Would, would losing John Kennedy be a, a significant blow to Celtic? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think um, he's instrumental in the, the team that's there just now. And um, obviously a die-hard Celtic man. Um, Going up through the, the academy and the player he was, uh, unfortunately he lost uh, his, uh, his career before through injury uh, too, too soon. And I think he would definitely be, uh, mm-hmm. be a big miss, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, Roger, we, people who are not on the training ground every day or are not behind closed doors won't get to see that the exact level of of input or responsibility that John Kennedy has but one thing is for sure you only have to speak to anyone around the club to know how highly thought of he is so that that, that sort of tells its own story yeah supremely highly thought of um, it's going to be an interesting one as Daz says for John if you're asking me what do, I, what, what do I think he'll do I think it'll be a difficult time as Marco will tell you it's an important time for Celtic Celtic are chasing nine in a row possibly ten in a row Celtic are heading into the last 32 of Europa League Where Rangers could join them um, It's a big time to be involved at Celtic Now, John Kennedy could sit tight for I go at 9 in a row And I go at 10 in a row And the knowledge that in 2 or 3 years down the line The Hibs job will come up again The Hearts job will come up again You know, Possibly the likes of an Aberdeen job Or jobs down south will come up again This isn't going to be John Kennedy's only tilt at management on his own and that's the one thing that would maybe make me think he might not jump at this time. But I think he does want to be a manager on his own. Um, 
And I think it, it just strikes you as one of these guys who will make a success of it. Roger, do you not think that you know the education he'll get looking at, say, Brendan Rogers? Now, I've got to say, I said in this program, I never thought for a minute Brendan Rogers would go to Leicester. But Brendan Rogers knew the timing was right. And so far, it's been a magnificent move for him. You've got to say, John Kennedy's been in this game a long time. He's very good at what he does. It's all about timing. And I don't see anything that ticks all the boxes that the timing's right for mm. John Kennedy. I, that's my point here. Mm, okay, Marco, what do you think? Yeah, I'd have to agree with, with Gordon with Gordon there, you know. I, I think that I would love to see John Kennedy stay there to keep us trying for the, obviously, um, nine in a row and then uh, and then sort of ten in a row and stuff, you know. But if I could just make a point about some sure. of the talk recently... Um, about Rangers, uh, I think there's a couple of guys, a couple of Rangers fans, Celtic fans, calling on to see whether Rangers are better or not. The, you know, than the, the last season, I, it's absolutely certain that Rangers um, are a better team this season than they were last year, um, and obviously they've proved that by being better against other teams than they were last year, and also last season by beating us twice. However, my point is this: is really is that. If they want to prove that they're better where it really counts and that they're ready to usurp us as the number one team in Scotland, then they need to beat us in the semi-final at Hamden and prove that they have the ability to win silverware, not just football matches. And that that would be my point there. And I've also got something um, with uh, that Hugh Keevans actually said um, about Celtic and Rangers' success in Europe recently. You know, who cares about that other than Rangers and Celtic or the fact that the other teams are just getting a few quid extra because of their success. So I'll tell you what, it make, what the difference it makes. It raises the profile of Scottish football in Europe and most importantly down south because the guys down south always consider the SPL as a joke. Um, and I would, I would put it to them that any team that can beat Lazio home and away or Rangers Porto with Porto would do very well in the EPL and I think that that there is the reason why we can celebrate Scottish football this weekend because it basically goes ha-ha to the English mm, I mean if that's what if that's what keeps you going Roger fair enough I, I know a lot of people don't really care what other people think I'm not sure that's the the main takeaway from a success like last week is is the impact that it has on our perception amongst English fans I, I personally couldn't care less I don't know what what you think or, or what the what, what Gordon and yourself think of the general point well listen I think the success that Celtic have had in qualifying already is mainly felt by Celtic supporters if Rangers can get the win in Feyenoord in a couple of weeks time or match the Porto result and they play Young Boys and Rangers can join Celtic in the last 32 that will be felt most by Rangers supporters I don't think they'll be standing up in the pubs of Brighton, Bournemouth and Southampton saying Look, Rangers and Celtic are in the last 32 of the Europa League. But the fact that the two clubs could be together in the last 32 indicates that the two clubs, are they've got decent size, they've assembled decent teams, teams that can compete in that Europa League. And you never know. I mean, we talk about the last 32 as if it's some sort of holy grail. Who's to say the two of them couldn't get even further in the competition? Yeah, that'd be interesting, Roger. Um, I think you're right about the fact that English Clubs will not be bothered about what Rangers and Celtic are doing But I think that to get to the last 32 And hopefully Rangers will achieve that And I think they will Then I think it's a good achievement And then to see where it goes from there uh, But for me this season That is a great bonus for us uh, Coefficient, everything about it Putting Scotland back up there 
But the the biggest thing for me is obviously domestic football this season. Marco, on you go. Yeah, thanks. It's, guys, it wasn't so much about what the English clubs think, you know. It's the perception of... Now, you ask... It's, it's mentioned all the time, the perception of Scottish football down south isn't very good. And the, our league always gets a very bad rep. So my point really was there is that the results that Rangers and Celtic have had in Europe has boosted that, you know, and it actually gives tangible proof, I think, that any team that can beat Lazio home and away... Can hack it in the English Premier League, is that what you're saying, Marco? Yeah, exactly, because if you, if you consider, where would, where would Lazio be if they were playing in the, AP, in the EPL? Definitely top six, I think, you know, you know at least that. This, this so, argument comes up every couple of years. Uh, it's a very hard one to answer because... Yeah, the results against Lazio and Porto are very good and, in fact, better than good. But when you get down into the English Premier League and you're looking at the top teams and you're playing every single week, you're playing against high quality every week, you need a real strong squad. It's a and funny I, league, does because the team who are in the Champions League final in May are currently 14th in the English Premier League. So Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying the couldn't ham, Roger. I'm not saying that. But you've just got Don't get carried away With the fact of a few games Thank you to Marco In Wrexham From Glasgow In Wrexham at the moment Thank you to Marco On the line On Twitter Lots of reaction coming in uh, To that question about You know John Kennedy Would that be a possibility For him becoming The Hibs manager Jerry Quiff Photos Says John Kennedy Will ask Neil Lennon About Hibs And Lenny will explain Why he left And why it's a poison chalice You need to disrupt Celtic players And Celtic staff Oh right, he says your need to disrupt Celtic players and Celtic staff really is a desperate ploy. Mm. I'm not really sure. Um, it's not. It's not my fault. John Kennedy's on the sort of short list to become the Hibs manager. Yeah, there, there is a little bit of history there between Celtic and Hibernian as clubs. You think of John McGinn. You think of various other toings and throwings between the clubs over the years. I don't think there's a great deal of love lost between the two clubs. And the first thing that would have to happen for John Kennedy to move is. For Celtic to give permission to Hibernian to speak to John Kennedy And the next thing that would have to happen for a deal to take place Is for Hibernian to buy him out his contract Yeah, very true um, On that, Ken Barber says John Kennedy will want to be at Celtic until 10 in a row is no longer a possibility um, And Sean says the majority of Celtic fans want him to stay He's been groomed as a future Celtic manager if rumours are to be believed But if he does choose to go, he'd go with our best wishes It isn't one or the other as you suggest, which is is fair enough. Think, is that is that the perception that, that John Kennedy is a future Celtic manager? Roger, yeah. is that that the idea? Yeah, but listen, I, I would think so. You know, he's come through the ranks. He's now number two behind Neil Lennon. Extremely highly thought of in the corridors of power at Celtic Park. It would not at all surprise me. Nobody's chasing Neil out the door. Far from it. The job he's doing just now. But if in however many seasons down the line, Neil decides to take his leave again. Wouldn't surprise me at all if John Kennedy became a future Celtic manager. 0141 951 1025. That's the number you need to get in touch tonight. If you want to tweet, you can do that as well at Clyde SSB. Great full time teaser for oh, you coming up. No. You know they're always difficult on a Tuesday. We see who's got the knowledge. We're looking for 11 players on the full time teaser. John Smith. I'll read the question to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.
Gordon DL and Roger Hanna here with me Gordon Duncan It is that time of the night when the guys try and tackle the full time teaser That's when you send your questions in And we give the pundits about the last 30 minutes or so To see if they can come up with the answers If that sounds up your street And you want to make up a question and hear it on the show The address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com uh, John has a real knack of sending in difficult mm. ones We always tend to use them on a Tuesday Because Roger Hanna is um, Try to put it politely Politely after my performances lately I'm becoming a big threat to beat the pundit Yeah, yeah I, I, I was just going to suggest that maybe Roger needs to get out more Given his, I, I would his, agree with that. his uh, level of, of knowledge on the teasers mm. But I'll, I'll, I'll let you decide See how he gets on with this one Can you name 11 non-Scots who have played in this season's English Premier League uh-huh. And have previously played in Scotland for a non-Old Firm team So can you name 11 non-Scots? Ken McLean <laughs> Oh he's a Scot oh, Every week without fail you don't listen You never let me finish the question Well I did finish the question I was going to read it a second time And a third time Because you usually need it But you do not listen Will I go again? Pookie. Go again. Who? Pookie. Can you say that into your mic, please? Am I right, Pookie? What was the last bit of the question? I don't know. I'm just firing out names that played in Scotland. For a non-old firm team. Oh, is that the last bit of the question? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. One more time. Name the 11 non-Scots who have played in this season's English Premier League. And have previously played in Scotland for a non-old firm team right, So not Timo right. Pukki, yeah, not Kenny McLean, McLean. Right, Roger, okay. bring some sense to this Right, Roger I'm writing down the names of the, the, the teams Non-Scots, playing Sean, Sean Longstaff Show me you're working Well he's played, he's not Scottish mm-hmm. He's played for Newcastle in the Prem this season Brilliant, there we go Easy as that when you listen to the question That's fantastic Sean Longstaff Brilliant, Roger. I'm still going down the other route. That's one down, ten to go. Any advance? <sighs> we'll get, we'll get, we'll get our working going in a second. We'll be fine. You definitely got the question now, though, Gordon. Gordon, I'm in. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm locked. Do in. you want to repeat it back to me? No, no, I'm locked in. Right. Okay. I don't know the answers But I've got the question <laughs> If you want to play along on Twitter You can do 11 non-Scots Who've played in this season's English Premier League They've plevi- previously played in Scotland For a non-old firm team Sometimes it's easier When you've got an example So Sean Longstaff The guys have got that so far Plays for Newcastle Not Scottish Used to play for Kelly What about Matt Doherty at Wolves? Used to play with Hibs Brilliant Well done Matt Doherty at Wolves Used to play for Hibs Is not Scottish You getting it now Gordon? Yeah, Starting yeah, to get a feel for it uh, Yeah I'm, I've got a feel for it I've not got any answers for it One more from you Roger hey. Goalkeeper Roger Kilmarnock Goalkeeper at Kilmarnock Daniel Backman Do you play with Norwich? Who's hmm? the one who played Norwich? Oh it's Michael McGovern Yeah Yes That's nothing to do with Kilmarnock What are you on about? Yeah but but I was Norwich Yeah Okay, uh, Michael McGovern, Sean Longstaff, Matt Doherty are your three You've got 11 in total Let's take another call from John Who is in the East End Hi John Hi Gordon, Gordon and Roger Hi John um, Just, um, I, know I'm, I know you guys have moved on With the Scotland thing We're talking about a lot of other things as well But going back to that for a second um, See the thing, see what the, the assistant manager said About like, to the players who are 
and I'll put this in quote brackets, genuinely injured. McTominay, Fraser and um, Robertson. Mm-hmm. See the guys who are maybe injured, maybe no injured. See if they call out the Scotland squad, why do they constantly bring them back? They obviously don't want to be there. Now, I know the days have moved on from guys who would walk to Hamden just to pull on that blue jersey, but it's still your country. I mean, there's, there's a guy, it doesn't matter whether you play for Celtic or Partick Thistle or Montrose, even. There's guys out there who would walk to Hamden to pull on that blue jersey. So there must be guys out there that they can call upon. And spoken back to these guys, but they call them up and then they pull out the squad. But, but what do you do, John? I mean, you said it yourselves. If if Scott McTominay, Andy Roberts, and Ryan Fraser are genuinely injured, what what do you do with them? And if you're not talking about them, who are the guys? Who, who are the ones that are pulling out? Who are the serial offenders that you wouldn't have back in? Um, I, I, I can't even give them up the top of my head right now because I'm driving. But I'm just thinking about ones in general because it, it, it seems to be like one of the guys said right to the wing was a first or the second caller. You never hear guys pulling out of the England team or the Wales team or the Ireland team. It's always just the Scotland team that they're pulling out. Now, I know Scotland are no up there with England and they're no qualifying every, for every tournament and stuff like that. But that's besides the point. These guys who are pulling out, again, I can't name names because I can't think of yeah. any, but ones that, uh, that do pull out, these guys will know themselves that they're pulling out because they're no injured. Mm. Well, uh, Roger, I wonder if on... Uh... Nile one super scoreboard in Egypt tonight. They're having similar calls because Mo Salah has pulled out of the Egypt squad. So I mean, I don't know either. I don't. I don't keep a list of every other country and and who pulls out and and who doesn't. I get certainly the logic of of what John's saying. If if there are players who you feel are at it and are pulling out regularly when they're not injured, of of course you would. You, you would like to think that that Stevie Clark wouldn't choose them again. But, but who who are they? Who would they be? Yeah, he needs, he needs to be a very patient man, Steve Clark, because he'll, he'll be frustrated. John sounds frustrated. I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. No one will be more frustrated and annoyed by the, the constant stream of withdrawals than Steve Clark is. But what's the point? I'm getting exasperated by it. He just needs to suck it up, draft another players as he's done throughout the course of the day. And go with those players He can only go with the players At his disposal Yes he'll be annoyed He'll be annoyed at Arsenal For not letting Kieran Tierney turn up He'll be annoyed at His ill fortune So Liam Cooper and Scott McTominay Hobble out of their games at the weekend He'll be annoyed that Alexa John Souter's been out for longer Than was expected Stuart Finlay's going to be out For a period of time as well But there's nothing he can do about it He literally just needs to The only thing I would say to John And I can understand that as a supporter, you say, well, if these guys aren't turning up, well, forget about them then, bring in younger players and whatever. You've got to put yourself in the shoes of the Scotland manager because it's his job it's on the line. And the reason and the answer is simple. We've got to bring our best players in and play our best players to give us any opportunity of winning games and try to qualify. And so has the manager, Gordon. It would be nice for you know to find... A manager where he says Do you know what Forget that Sleeping back to the old days Of club management Oh forget that Play the young boys See after two or three defeats People aren't thinking about Playing the young boys They're thinking about Getting rid of the manager I.e. That's why the minute They're available 
they come back in because they're the best that we've got. John, you might think that some players are at it and are not genuinely injured. And by the way, you won't be alone. I can tell that lots of people think that looking at Twitter. But can we assume that Stevie Clark doesn't agree? Because if, if players were doing it, maybe he would he would cast them aside. Yeah, yeah, I, I do understand that. And going back to what Gordon said there about obviously you're trying to find the best talent that's available. But the very fact that Steve Clark, one of the first Scotland managers for as long back, back as I can think of, is prepared to look at players who are playing in the Championship. We look at Lord Shankland. There, there must be other guys out there. There must. Okay, I, I'm, I'm a Celtic fan, so I don't particularly pay a lot of attention to the Championship, if I'm honest. But there must be guys because he's obviously looking at the Championship. Um, there must. Uh, obviously, I know it's a. It's the same old scenario all the time where you can only pick what's available or what's standing out like sore thumbs in the case of Lord and Shankland. But I, I just think I just, I just think he in a lot too easily. They, were the, they do pull out the team and then before you know it, when the, the next international call-ups come around, they're back in the team again. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe with a bit more time, John would be able to think of People who who that that applies to Roger. Can you your memories tends to be better than than me these types of things. Are are there serial offenders out there? I, I don't know. I know that over the piece Ryan Fraser has got a lot less Scotland caps than than no, I thought he would well, have. Listen, but that's no, not to say no, he's not he's not injured. No, there's no way you would say serial offenders who get called up and withdraw again. But there are guys like Stephen Fletcher, who is mm-hmm. quote managing issues and is no longer really. Part of the discussion Steve Clark said When he named the last squad That he doesn't even Pick up the phone anymore Because He's not available He feels he's not available Robert Snodgrass Has made himself unavailable Mark Ritchie James MacArthur Have made themselves unavailable Alan McGregor Scott Brown Closer to home Have made themselves unavailable As they've got deeper Into their 30s And want to focus on club Is that matters. not understandable though Just simply yeah, retiring yeah, got, From, of, from of international is, football so, You know maybe what John's Discussing serial offenders There's not guys who Consistently are called up And in a day or two later withdraw But there are a number of players Who simply aren't available To Steve Clark to begin with Yeah I, I, I agree with that I just uh, I just think that um, When everybody's fit Gordon Yes the guys that have called off You've got to take them at face value They're injured Whether it's an injury You'll get players that have got a slight strain That a push could play Ah, push could probably play But because of the circumstances with their club Finances and everything like that They've got to be 100% And that's the reason why we're getting a lot of call-offs But the minute they're fit, they're back in Because that's the best we've got uh, Paul is on Twitter who says Jamie Vardy stopped playing for England To enhance his time at club level It's not just a Scottish thing Yeah, yeah I was watching a TV show on Sunday morning Debating whether or not Jamie Vardy should be approached by Gareth Southgate with a view to coming back into the England setup, such as his good form under Brendan Rodgers at Leicester at the minute. Um, but he's chosen in his 30s again, same way Alan McGregor and Scott Brown did, Chris Commons before them, to take a step back. Um, it allows him this week and next, rather than away training and playing with England, it allows him to put his feet up, maybe get a bit of R and R. And then he's finding an old cylinders for Brendan Rodgers again. Just check Rebecca's Instagram story to see if he's if he's away joining up with the squad. That should give you a, a clue, surely. I would have thought so. The is is that something we do then? Do we 
Do we just say that Do we throw that statement out there That this only happens to Scotland And it doesn't happen to other nations do we, Is that yeah, accurate Because I hear it a lot We just feel it worse Because we focus on the Scottish national team And we get annoyed And we bang the table when, when you know certain players don't turn up Because we all want Scotland As a national team to do well We all want Scotland to qualify for major finals But we know oh. our opportunities are diminished When a lot of these guys don't make themselves available is there a reason you're making noises over there in the oh, corner? Yeah, you get anything got, uh, to add to the conversation? No, uh, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm more, I'm more <laughs> interested in the quiz. Clyde sound effects, booth. Uh, Roger, uh, you've you've put me in a couple for the the quiz. Go for it. Schmeichel, Falker, and Leicester. Peter Schmeichel. Yeah. No, Peter didn't do it. No, Casper. Casper. Yeah, Kasper, what, that's yeah. A, right. What, what? Here's another one. Leicester, Madison, uh, Aberdeen. Yes Who pulled out of the last England squad According to Pete Diamond On Twitter And then went to the casino So there we go It's not just us Dad's helped out Michael McGovern They got Northern Ireland and Norwich The only reason Michael McGovern Played in the Premier League This season Was an injury to Tim Krull Correct I think played at Falkirk Okay I think we'll leave it there You're doing pretty well On the teaser Remember If you want to hear your question On the show Send it in full time At Clyde1.com That's where it goes Uh, It can be Similar to this It can be different It doesn't matter how many answers Just send anything you've got Any ideas in And we'll see what we can work with Tonight's question is Name the 11 non-Scots Who've played in this season's English Premier League They've previously played in Scotland But not for the old firm The guys are doing well We've got Matt Doherty Wolves and Hibs Tim Krull Norwich and Falkirk Sean Longstaff James Madison Michael McGovern Casper Schmeichel you're playing along as well at Clyde SSB. I'll pick out some of the answers and we'll see if the guys can finish the list next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final parts of tonight's Clyde One Super right. Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna appear to just be talking amongst themselves while the mic no, is no, on. No, no, no. This Thanks is a new that. law. He's not getting away with us. Okay, do tell. Would you want me to repeat the question Will it it set up the joke here Repeat the question Tonight's teaser is this Name the 11 (sighs) non-Scots Who've played in this season's English Premier League Previously played in Scotland But not for the old firm He's just said We've missed it We've missed a trick Andy Robertson Honestly beyond help Absolutely I mean you know I know he withdrew from the international team But he still is uh, very much Scottish Did well, you get any Yeah during, Just let me re- refresh the memories for, for what we've got out there You've got Matt Doherty Tim Krull Sean Longstaff James Madison Michael McGovern And Casper Schmeichel uh, Can I just say Jim Cunningham's got one That what you don't What about an answer have. That we had To our question A couple of weeks ago Is it Jay Rodriguez oh, brilliant. Burnley Played for Sterling Albion Superb Well done I got that one by the way Good attempts Xander Bentley's got some Colin Moffat is throwing some goalies, in goalies There's a few goalies in there what about John Ruddy? He's up at Motherwell. Has he played for Wolves in the league this season? No. Just Europa League games and things like that. Mikey, I need your Mikey. Has got loads of them. What about Paul Dummett? Brilliant. Well you done. You can't show St. Man. Oh, the the other boy with uh, St. Man, um, Aaron Moy. Aaron Moy, Brighton. Loving your work. Right, two to get. Well done. Uh, we'll leave it there. You've got two to get. Tiff has fallen for your trap, though, Gordon. He's Would gone you? Ryan Fraser. <laughs> Scott, Listen to the question Um, JK raises a a fair point He says Didn't Michael McGovern Play for Celtic He was certainly at Celtic But he never played a game So that's why Yeah he played for Hamilton Yeah Yeah but remember They had Yeah he played for Hamilton as well So I suppose it doesn't Oh there's a thing James McCarthy 
Yes, because we always do it Footballing oh, nationality oh, He plays for Republic Palace. of Ireland Played for Crystal Palace Right, you've only got one to get So we'll certainly be leaving it there um, We'll see how we get on Just another uh, story doing the rounds today, Roger um, It was in your newspaper, I'm sure So that allows me to, to put you on the spot <laughs> um, And this would be that Rangers are keeping an eye on Lewis Ferguson Yes for a potential midfield role Should the likes of Glenn Kamara Or anyone else for that fact uh, Move on well, you Tell us a bit more Yeah look, look, It's dead simple Stephen Gerrard actually spoke at the weekend About the recruitment at Rangers The planning at Rangers The forward thinking at Rangers and it's, But the same at other clubs as well obviously He was saying that They're looking to find the next Alfredo Morelos The day will come I don't think it'll be January Maybe next summer Maybe beyond The day will come When Alfredo Morelos leaves Rangers and Stephen Gerrard doesn't want to have that day arrive And they suddenly turn around and say Right guys, what are we going to do next? They want to have the next Morelos A deal in place for him to come in And it's going to be the same for the midfielder Stephen Gerrard also said when he was speaking before the, the Livingston game last weekend He is aware of scouts from the English Premier League Coming regularly to Rangers games this season to watch Glenn Kamara So there may well be a day on the horizon when a bid comes in that is acceptable for Glenn Kamara. Now, Rangers then need to line up someone to come in. And our understanding is that the guy they're looking at, one eye in the future, is Lewis Ferguson of Aberdeen. Now, I'm not saying that deal is going to be done tomorrow, or on the 1st of January, or on the 31st of January, but he is one who's now come onto the radar because of his performances for Aberdeen. Are you he's just, one they're actively looking at. Yeah, are you saying, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from, Roger, but are you just plucking... Ferguson out the air no. or No there's a uh, bit more to it then. Okay There's the The family connection Obviously Gordon In terms of the, the player's ability And potential Is that Is that one that fits for you? Yeah good uh, Good player um, uh, Yeah I think he would fit In very well At, at Rangers um, Very strong Midfield player Gordon But I think Derek McInnes will have something to say to that. He'll try and hold on to him as long as he possibly can. Yeah, and unless he's Big been successful for... holding on to Scott McKenna so far, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, but I can understand why they'd be, obviously, he'd be on the radar of Rangers uh, and any other team because he is a very, very good talented boy. Mm. Uh, David's on the line. He's a Rangers fan um, from Blackburn. David, just while we're talking about it, Lewis Ferguson is very much a, a sort of hypothetical uh, future um, prospect. Is that one that would interest you as a Rangers fan? Aye, absolutely. My son told me about that today. Um, aye, it's, a, it's a given he's going to play for Rangers anyways, with his family. He has to. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. sometimes, Roger, these things work out. Some, I mean, it doesn't doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen, but you can see why people are putting the, the connection in there. He has the quality as well, doesn't he? He absolutely has the quality. Yeah, he's, going he to be a, he's going to be a fine player. Listen, he has the quality. He's a good player. He's doing very well at Aberdeen. Um, you saw when he was absent because of his recent red card... How much Aberdeen miss him in that engine room And at 21 years of age You know that, that that's a great recommendation mm-hmm. for the lad What is it in particular Gordon That, that is, is getting him the attention It always seems as if Particularly when he, when he broke through And for someone so young he's a He seems to be a lot more powerful And, and, and physical yeah. than other young Scottish players Is that is that one of his strong, main attributes? Very strong player Gordon Very strong physical player uh, Good talent Good user of the ball Good reader of the game Can tackle uh, I like I like midfield players that are strong and and you know they can get box to box. He's that sort of a player, and at twenty one, he's still very very young, 
and a lot of good years ahead of him. So you're buying potential, or if you're getting them, you're getting potential as well. Um, I think that uh, Ferguson will eventually leave Aberdeen because I think he is better than Aberdeen. Um, but whether it's Rangers or not, I don't know. Mm. I can't answer that question. The only thing is, Rangers do love that second name of Ferguson, don't they? Uh, David, what else is on your mind tonight? <laughs> it was just a point before your break, actually, about the Scotland squad. Sure. Um, I think that the country should come before the club. I know you talk about wages and stuff like that, but when you, it's frustrating when you watch matches of the day and you see all these players who could potentially play for the Scottish national team, and they're also playing in Champions League and stuff like that, and they're not they're not running out for Scotland at the national stadium. I, it really gets on my goat because I, I think they should. I, I, it's a national service, like us as as, as supporters. Who would do anything to play for our country? And I know Alan McGregor's slightly different. He's taking injections to get through games and stuff like that. But there's other players there. You try to tell me that that they, they can't get a midweek game in there as well for the for the national team. I know there's there's a lot of games in the calendar and and, and some of them do struggle. But you look at other other countries. You're Ryan Whelan, you know, he's at Hearts. He'll still run. He'll still run out for Republic Ireland if he gets a phone call. There's players in other uh, countries as well. And I, I just think. Um, you mentioned a lot of the names, Matt Ritchie. You I mean they could, they could still do a fantastic job for us, and it's frustrating when you watch the telly at the weekend and they're playing at the the, the best league in the world, and they kind of come and play for Scotland. It's it's quite frustrating as a fan. I mean, Roger, I think that the comparison with other nations would end up driving you nuts because you. I mean, we've we've got players who who are. As committed, you know, David mentions Glenn Whelan. We've got Stephen Naismith who's, who's getting yeah. on and would still turn up. Johnny Russell, who by the way is going to join us in the studio tomorrow night, comes over all the way from Can- Kansas, sits in the bench, barely plays, but, but still turns up. It's not to say we do not have some players who, who are committed. He just clicks the heels of your age. Oh, behave, back in come Kansas. on, behave. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, and Charlie Mulgrew has been one as well. Say that again, David. Sorry. I'm just saying you can't fault Naismith and it's brilliant that he still he yeah. still wants to play for the for his country. But I just think um when you, when you, when you the names we mentioned before the break, I don't think they like even Snodgrass coming back and then because he, as far as the, I look at it, he spat the dummy because he was in a starting team against San Marino. So it it doesn't make sense to me. They should they wear that, that jersey, they, they they play for the country and if they're asked by the manager, they should do whatever they can to play. Anyone want to take that up? Yeah, listen, it's very difficult to argue with any of those points. But the sad reality now is that international football, as far as Scotland is concerned, is secondary to club football in the eyes of a number of the players. Do you think that's the case across the board? Even though there might be examples, you know, David's mentioned some, and he feels that it doesn't impact other players. I would still guess that across the board, surely domestic football, because of the money, has now just. The landscape's shifted, has it not? Yeah. Without doubt, of course I have So that's not exclusive to us? No, it's not exclusive to us Are we feeling it worse than others? Is that If we get to the glorious stage where we get back to qualifying for tournaments Starting with Euro 2020 next summer Maybe the World Cup beyond that I think you would see a sea change among the players I think more of the players would push themselves harder to be involved Because... It then allows them to showcase their talents to a wider audience. Everybody watches the Euros, everybody watches the World Cup. You'd be surprised to know not everybody watches Cyprus v Scotland at two o'clock no. on Saturday afternoon. So I think you would see the players reporting more often, pushing their bodies that bit harder because it would be in their long term benefits. Not enough of them 
See the benefit Of playing a double header With Cyprus and Kazakhstan David some fair points Well made Thank you very much For the call That's going to be The final one of the evening This is what I love See about the greats The managerial greats Across time Gordon You can rhyme them off mm. the, the, the names trip off the tongue If they have a disappointing result They always bounce no, Straight please. back Breaking it, oh. Brutal at the weekend They've gone in front After two minutes Wilson's obviously Got them in Had some words Rung the changes now, wait, after three two minutes, minutes What minute Did he concede in though? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. They've scored nope. in the second minute. They conceded yeah. well, in the sixth. But, but the time they, they conceded, they've conceded in the sixth. <laughs> yep. I one, thought they'd gone for one, 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 one at Galabank. <laughs> scored. Crawford put them ahead after two <laughs> minutes. Flanagan equalised after six. I, I had genuinely only seen news of the opener. And uh, God, God, I, I keep saying this about him. He loses goals as soon as, I, soon as I, he scores. I, I swear I was By joking. Way, we don't have time for this, I'm afraid. Because he was on today going off his head about that. What about conceding after uh, they, yeah. they score? Uh, oh my goodness. Oh, good. I'm uh, right. him. One more on the teaser. What have you got? No chance. No for me. This one's really tough. Not to say the rest of them haven't been, but this one is. Roger. Come incredible. on, Incredible. Come on, Roger. You can. I do it. down. The music's playing. It's clue time now, Gordon. Burnley. Yes. Inverness. Burnley and Inverness. Uh-huh. Yeah, you. You. There isn't. You will never even have heard of this guy. Doesn't go. Doesn't go. I don't believe you anyway Who's been in the Burnley team this season? He's played <clears throat> Honestly th- I, I'll just tell you the name Yeah go I for it Position First I would tell you if I knew I can't remember Charlie Taylor Oh check Oh the left back I didn't know Charlie check. Taylor had been at Inverness <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you to Gordon and Roger We're back tomorrow Mark Weary and Jim Duffy A special guest after 7 Johnny Russell uh, Stephen Mill Is going to keep you company next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com.